Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, welcome everyone to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. I am Charlie Labasco. First off, I want to say um, thanks to TalkZone for giving us the opportunity to make a difference through their platform for at least another year. And we promise to raise the bar even higher. Right? Yes, we do. Yes. So thank you. And not sure if you heard us in the beginning, but this, this is Charlie Labasco. And I'm Eva Lewandowski. Hi, guys. Welcome. We have a, a great show today, but a couple of things I want to start off with. Um, you know, there's a lot of hate being thrown about in the media these days, and it's really starting to make me angry. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to channel an old president for a second, if that's OK, and say the only thing to hate is hate itself. OK, so let's put the hate away. If we have something to say, we should say it. But let's leave the hate out, right? Now, I'm not talking to our show, but it just seems like all over the news. What is it that the young kids say? I know I sound really old, but we take our um, haters and make them motivators. Take our haters <laughs> and make them motivators. I'm not sure I got them wrong anyway. Take our and make them alligators. <laughs> um, another thing before we start, I'm going to give you guys an assignment at the end of the show. We'll provide a statement and ask you guys to fill out the last piece of it to complete it. Then you need to email it to us, ctradioinfo at gmail.com. So you're assigning everybody a task? I'm assigning everybody a task. Wow. So you got to stay with us for the show. It's a great show. We'll send you some real valuable stuff as a result and also invite you on the show to discuss some of your workplace observations, concerns, and um, even some questions. So... Stay tuned. Okay. Some have recently asked me about um, our radio career, E, mm-hmm. if we're actually making money. And, um, you know, I, I know, right? I have to respond to that. And let me just say, right, this show is our way of giving back um, for everything we learned along the way with many of you. Also, our mission on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva is to simply make a difference in the workplace, even as one person. We're proud of the content that we control, mm-hmm. and we're proud of our guests that give up their time, too, to become teammates with us and join the workplace revolution, workplace improvement revolution. As far as making money, well, you know, go to my website, charliespeaking.com, click my story, and you'll see some numbers there. If you're that concerned. Um, okay, so we recently lost two high-profile people. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'm speaking about Robin Williams and Joan Rivers. Um, you know, and that with my own mortality concerns got me thinking um, and got me expediting. Okay, stay with me. Where uh, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Um, Planning can sometimes be a diversion, one that even promotes procrastination. Mm. Uh, We always, uh, for me, it's time to wake up and expedite everything in my life and stop living oh so comfortably within my long-term plan. Well, it was kind of what Jack Hanfield was just saying on the other show. Yeah, I didn't know who that guy was. sounded pretty good, right? (laughs) Yeah, he is pretty good. <laughs> I know. I love that show, InfoTrack. <laughs> so we hear, you know, fail to plan, plan to fail. For me, this is being changed to do it now, today, or don't do it at all. And if that's the case, then do something else today. So to update Nike, mm-hmm. I want to say it's not just do it, but do it now. Oh, that was good. Right? Yeah. 
So, leaders, and we'll get to our show in a second. Yeah, Dr. Gillum's on the line. What's the plan for today? Not the overall plan, not the five-year plan, not the next millennium plan. The plan for today. What are we doing today? What are we doing tomorrow? And what's in our way to accomplish that? Simple, right? Sometimes I get the vibe that we sometimes get lost in the weeds and forget one important thing while we're tracking to our plans. And that is, what are we doing today? Um, what do you think about that? No, I think it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'm caught off, uh, caught a little off guard. I got you right? a little bit. Yeah, right? you did. Sorry. Yeah. No, but that's okay. But no, it's all about taking inspired action, right? So you can have the plan, you lay out the plan, but then every day you have to take some kind of action towards that plan. Right. Right, every day. Because if you don't do something every day, and sometimes people go, well, I don't have a lot of time, or I only have 15 minutes. Even if you take only 15 minutes a day to move forward, that's 15 minutes a day further. And then the next day it's a half hour, then it's 45 minutes, an hour. And before you know it, you are moving forward. And usually if you give it 15 minutes... You'll give it a little bit longer, too. That's why you're the coach. I know. Um, that is why I'm the coach. So just a quick thing. Uh, um, next week, who's who do we have? Pat Obachowski. Pat Obachowski, great. Talking about Gutsy Women Win. Gutsy Women Win. And I want to tell everyone that this is the this is the first next week for Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Uh, Pat Obachowski is a three-time returning guest. Which, yes, she is, which, yeah. uh, we have a lot of respect for Pat and she has a lot of great content and we're mm-hmm. going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, do do, let's talk about this week. Um, and we have a fantastic guest that we're going to bring out in a second. Um, Dr. Mary M. Gillum, who we had the pleasure of meeting back mm-hmm. in April in NYC. And I can tell everyone one of the things that I plan on doing tomorrow is implementing at least one takeaway from this show. Really? Yes. Good. So uh, the bar is high. Um, so um, I want to just share something about our guest, if that's okay, and then we'll introduce. Yes. Because it's kind of exciting. We're we're very proud to be in the same company. Um, so Dr. Mary Gillum, a number one Amazon best-selling author is the owner of M2G Dynamic Leadership Solutions, located in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. The former North, the former Eastern North Carolina native is a retired Air Force colonel. We thank you for your service. And a former member of the Senior Executive Service Corps with the Department of Defense. And that's only part of the credentials, and we'll let Mary share the rest. Well, and we're excited today because we're going to be talking about her new book, which is Gifted to Lead, Four Steps to Releasing Your Leadership Potential. And I think that what she has to say there is terrific. And it's in line with what we say, too. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Dr. Gillen. One other thing. Yes. Um, When we met uh, in April and we learned that Dr. Gillum had an IT background oh, yeah, in information no, I technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, right? So uh, <laughs> this is the all-time most perfect guest for us, and we're very grateful that uh, you will give up your time. So, Dr. Gillum, are you with us? Yes, I am. Um, well, first off, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and thank you for being so patient. <laughs> well, thank you for um, having me. Yes. Um, you know, we need you, right? We need mm-hmm. you. There's a lot going on. And, you know, our show is really workplace specific. But, man, do we need some leadership advice. No, I agree. I mean, um, especially when it comes to I like what you say in your book around that you can lead basically wherever you're at. I mean, the leadership is within you. It's not within your title. It's not something that someone hands to you. Go ahead and lead. And I really like how you speak to that message because that's such an important message. Absolutely. I have known so many people who had such remarkable leadership talent. And so it wasn't like the leadership talent, well, it was in their name. It was actually in their ability. And I just love working Mm -hmm. with people like that. Um, Yeah. 
So, Dr. Gillum, why don't you share some of your contact information while before we start so our listeners can follow along, possibly? Okay. Uh, thank you for that. I am, uh, as you said, I live in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, and um, I do have a website, which is uh, M2G. Uh, leadershipbidsbiz.com, and all of my uh, contact information is on my website, and uh, all of my books are listed on Amazon.com, and so I'm just happy to be with you to talk about one of those today. Excellent. Um, and I, uh, I was just reading that you have, what, eight, nine, how many books have you... <laughs> I've actually written 12 at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, No, I want to definitely... It's impressive. It is impressive. I want to definitely talk about your latest, but I just... My question was, uh, where does does that come from? In other words, you did one. Where does the second one come from? And then you did two. And then where does the third one come from? It's just... Are they... Is it a living inspiration? Yes, actually, uh, I've always enjoyed uh, writing on leadership, and I also talk about women's relationship. I talk about poetry. I love writing poetry. But when I started out in school, I I just enjoyed writing, and uh, I enjoyed the literary side along with the scientific side because I actually majored in chemistry in college, and then I went on to Uh the – computer science area as well. But I I just enjoy writing, and so I started um, over a a course of several years and and just started uh, writing different uh, books. I wrote my first real inspirational book was actually in tribute to my grandmother who raised me, and that book was called I Never Said Goodbye because she passed away when I was stationed in Korea, so I wanted to honor her memory with that book. Nice. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it, it's such an amazing skill set to be able to have, you know, that technical chemistry IT background as well as the writing background. That's not a skill set that everyone has. I was actually talking to someone who was um, saying that their son had that skill set. And I said, that's an amazing skill set to be able to write and be able to understand technical language because you can make it also relatable to the people that are reading it. So that's, that's terrific. Yeah. Um, some of the things, um, Dr. Gillum, that we preach is shared leadership mm-hmm. um, because we believe leadership comes from within. Yeah. Um, so I would love to learn from some of your expertise as well. Um, this is going to be real exciting. I mean, we have a lot yet to go over, mm-hmm. right so we have about, what, a minute before our first break? Yes. So, Dr. Gill, maybe just uh, briefly tell us about your latest book, and then we can continue after the break? Yeah. Is that okay? Yes, that, that is great. Uh, the book is entitled uh, Gifted to Lead for Steps to Releasing Your Leadership Potential. And the book was actually previously published as the core leadership development model because the book is based off of that particular model that I developed. And a core is an acronym, like we don't have enough of uh-huh. those. But uh, it, it is an acronym that stands for core, which is cause. And the O <laughs> is opportunity. And the R is response, and the E is evaluation. And so I actually walk people through that in the book because I think it's very important that you have a cause that you're passionate about in order to really be able to lead something and be uh, sincere about it. That's terrific. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, cause, opportunity. Yes. Response and evaluation. Response and evaluation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Excellent. i got to have the response right. It's the action. It's perfect. Right. (laughs) Uh, uh, before we go to break, we uh, selfishly, if I have permission, we have an acronym of our own in our care model, which you might hear on the commercial. But our uh, care certification is an acronym for courage to take action relevant to everyone. Yes, so, I love uh, it. Yeah, it's exciting. It's we funny. we exchanged acronyms. <laughs> it's our IT background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And my military okay. background. <laughs> yeah, right. We want to hear all, all about it, too, when we come back. Um, please, everyone, stay with us. We have a very, very special guest today, Dr. Mary Gillum, and this is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We'll be right back. 
CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning Shared Leadership Training Seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And our guest today is Mary, Dr. Mary Gillum. And Dr. Gillum, so we were loving your acronym for the Core Leadership Development Model. And why don't we talk a little bit about what each one of those letters represents? Like I know it's cause, opportunity, response, and evaluation, but can you tell us a little bit about what that means exactly? Yes, I would love to. Um, when I developed the acronym, um, I was looking at uh, opportunities in which people can really develop their leadership potential within the organization. And so as I set out to start training people, I said, well, what do you need to do? And I said, first of all, find something that you're passionate about. Is there a cause in which you will get behind, and if there's an opportunity to lead something associated with that cause, and I would tell people things like, well, maybe organize a race in support of a, uh, like, breast cancer awareness or whatever it might be, or if you like uh, coaching softball, maybe become a little a little, little league uh, coach or something of that nature, but if you're really serious about developing your leadership potential, then let's kind of walk this and, and do this together, and so I said, well, let's find a cause. And then let's find an opportunity in which you can really display your leadership potential. And then the R is response, because I think that's so important. The way you respond to an opportunity says a lot about whether you are really serious about developing your leadership potential. And that's why the book is really targeted at people who really want to take their leadership skills to the next level. Because some some people are really afraid. I ran into a lot of people who are actually afraid to step out of their comfort zone, and yet they have great potential to lead. I've seen this throughout my career over 30 plus years. And so I said, well, we can do something about that. And so the way you respond to that opportunity will tell a lot about your desire. And so when it comes down to the E, which is evaluation, when I was in the military, we always did that. Every time we uh, did a action of some sort, we would take and evaluate our lessons learned from that particular action. And so when I tell people you should evaluate and learn, which is the E part, it's based on the fact that, okay, if I chose to respond negatively to that opportunity, why did I do that? Was it fear that was keeping me from stepping forward, or was I afraid that I was going to fail in the first place? Because if those are the, um, the reasons, then we need to deal with that. And so when I would work with individuals when I was uh, in uh, leadership positions in the military and other places as well, that's what I wanted to work through. Why did you refuse or why were you uh, a little bit hesitant to step forward? Because when I would see that happen to my uh, personnel, I was like, okay, no, we've got to grow here. We've got to develop. And I've had so many people to thank me over the course of years in which I really instilled that and pushed them to do that because I love working with people and I loved helping them to bring out that hidden potential is what I call it. <laughs> well, and I think that that, you know, what you said is great because what happens is that so many people, they do get afraid to step up, but a lot of those people are really great leaders, like you said. And it's amazing that you were able to see that and then nurture that and cultivate that into a leader and help them get past that fear. Because I think a lot of times people understand that moving into a leadership role has a lot of responsibility with it. And with that comes a lot of fear, I would think. Yes, absolutely. But I also recognize that uh, when it comes down to uh, elevating your career, 
Uh, mm-hmm. And it takes uh, being uh, ready to step forward. And so sometimes it's just, okay, boss, I, I, I'm ready to take on a little bit more responsibility or, you know, this is what I want to do to help out the team. And so in order to do that, I need to be willing to sometimes take on that extra responsibility and uh, grow as a leader. And, and I say this a lot because coming out of an IT background and a computer background, a lot of times we as computer scientists and so forth, we would take and operate in our little silo. <laughs> and mm-hmm, then, absolutely. Yes, but it was like, no, we got to really develop our skills and things of that nature. And so um, I saw that a lot because of the jobs that I did have, even as a, you know, at the a lower level and then as I elevated in my career. And so I said, no, we've got some people who are very talented, very, you know, uh, they can really do this. And so I know that we need to really work with them to get them out of that shell of working by themselves and being able to step up and lead teams and, and those kinds of things. And so how are you able to do that? And I know that, you know, you can't, you can't explain it in like a quick two minutes, but, you know, just at a a little bit of a high level, or maybe just like one little piece of that, how were you able to get people out of their shells and into a leadership position so that they could actually, you know, fulfill their potential? Well, when I was uh, in in one recent job that I had, what I would do is uh, talk about it in what I called my uh, big uh, division uh, level meetings and directorate level meetings, and I would talk Mm -hmm. about what it means to develop people. And so I would make sure that my division chiefs and everybody understood that that's part of our responsibility. We are not only here to make sure that the mission gets accomplished, but to make sure that we are investing in the next generation of leaders. And so a lot of times we have to work with people. You sit down and do a, uh, a long-term plan or a short-term plan uh, to say, okay, this is where I think you need to grow and develop, and so this is what we want to try to do for you to get you in a position so that you can display those skills and talents that we see in you and letting them know that we have confidence in their ability. And so I've done that on several occasions where there was this one young lady in particular, and she was, you know, from the outside, she looked like an introvert, but she was very Mm -hmm. talented and very smart. And so I said, well, why don't we just give her an opportunity and see what happens here? She blew us all away. Because she was, I think, just waiting for that opportunity. And I said, that's what I want you guys to look for in our troops and our personnel. You know, we are here to not only make sure that the mission gets accomplished, but we have to also work to develop those that are up under us, those emerging leaders, because I believe that that is uh, critical for any leader serving in a position that you need to be developing the next generation of leaders. Well, and I love that point because it's so true. And and I know that when I first started working way back when, um, <laughs> there were more development, like leadership development programs and managerial development programs. And you really just don't see those anymore. And I don't know what organizations are really thinking when they're not developing the next generation. I think that they think that, you know, a leader will just emerge. And a lot of times what will happen, it will just be, the loud extroverted person that gets the attention when the reality is like you said, you may have this person that's a bit more introverted, but just waiting to get their opportunity. They they might not be the first ones that raise their hands or talk in a meeting, but they might be the ones that really understand what's going on. So I love what you're saying there because it's so important for organizations to understand that it's really their responsibility to start grooming that next generation of leaders with their help. Ava, I could not have said it better. You, you really hit the nail on the head right there because I think it's very important that as leaders that we watch out for those who may be very uh, extroverted and may sometimes try to take over in a meeting. And so right. I, I've witnessed that many times. And I said, no, as the leader in this particular organization, I want to hear from everybody, everybody's voice is important to me, especially when we're trying to decide where we want to go as an organization, because I want people to know that they matter. And a lot of times that extrovert will outshine that introvert only because sometimes the leaders allow that to happen, because I think it's important for a leader to lead. If you are running that meeting, you are responsible for making sure that things flow. 
Well, and that's that's such a good point because it really is. If you're the one that's leading, it is your responsibility to make sure that everyone has a voice, and you just don't see that that often. So, you know, do you ever, when you're speaking to organizations, do you ever get pushback on that, um, or do or do you, are you are you getting a lot of buy-in from it? Because I can see where you would get some pushback on it. Even. Yeah, you uh, sometimes you get people who say, "Well, we are short on time. We are this and we are that." But I said, you know, uh, like you guys were saying earlier, when you fail to plan, then you obviously plan to fail. And, and I think that it is important that when leaders understand who is important in the organization, and we often talk about people being our greatest asset. But a lot mm-hmm. of times we really don't treat the people like that and that we're so busy trying to, you know, put this fire out and put that fire out that we end up losing people in the process. Because I tell people, if you're not willing to invest in your people, what you're going to have is a lot of turnover. And that turnover is going to cause you to now have to go out and train other people that you're going to bring in brand new to train them to do jobs that you had people doing. Because when the people see that, you know, they're not, there's no place to grow in the organization, they're going to leave because if they're excited about developing their skills and going forward, then they're going to go to organizations that will allow them to do just that. And so I tell people, well, you either invest here or you're going to be investing down the road in uh, something that you may not have anticipated. Well, and I, and I love the way you said that. And what came to mind when you were saying about putting out the fires, when an organization has a leader that actually listens to the people, like really listens to what every single person has to contribute, a lot of times the fires kind of go away because people know what's coming. Normally it's the, the people that are under the top leadership that, you know, have their, have their ear to the ground and know what's coming, but they're not talking because they're either A, not asked, B, you know, the extrovert has taken over or C, when they do kind of stick their head up out of the out of the um, hole, out of their cubicle, all of a sudden maybe they'll get, you know, hit with something because they're the bearer of bad news. So I like what you have to say about this because it really makes such a difference in an organization um, because it's true leadership. It's real leadership. It's not just leadership in title. That's not really doing anything. Because <laughs> right, I... Right. Oh, please. Well, Dr. Gillum, this has been great, and we do have a lot more questions for you, but it's time for our second break. So we're going to go ahead and take our next break. Um, Please stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Okay, guys, we're back with segment three um, with our very special guest, Dr. Mary Gillum, uh, author her latest book, author of many, but her latest book mm-hmm. is Gifted to Lead, Four Steps to Releasing Your Leadership Potential. Uh, Dr. Gillum, how can we purchase that book? The book is available on Amazon.com. Okay, excellent. So, um as soon as the show ends, go to Amazon.com and look up Gifted to Lead, Four Steps to Releasing Your Leadership Potential, and start making a difference even as one person. So um, before the break, what you guys were talking about, mm-hmm. um, a lot of things were coming to me, um, and it's just unbelievable. My takeaway, right, is with Dr. Gillum, 
you want to hear from everyone for their input and their contributions because you want the greatest chance of success for the project. Right. And you believe equally in everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much as a facilitator to silence the ones that speak the most, but more for the success of the project because, um, which I think is really incredible, right? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Uh, and, 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 you know, that really establishes trust, which is what I wanted to get to next. Um, you know, because response in your acronym of uh, your core acronym are being response to me, that's the most difficult to implement. Would you, what are your thoughts on that, Dr. Gillum? Oh, I uh, definitely agree, Charlie, that responding, because when I did a survey and I asked uh, people about this particular acronym and so forth, uh, a lot of people said, well, you know, sometimes there are, are extenuating circumstances that may impact the response. For example, if I'm working on something else or um, if I'm, I'm just not ready or whatever the uh, rationale may be, there, there are other things that will drive whether or not people would respond uh, to the opportunity. So I always try to take that into consideration because I said you can respond with the affirmative, the um, the negative, or you may be uh, indifferent about it. And But, you know, people did come back and tell me that there are some extenuating circumstances that may impact response. Um, yeah, that's interesting. It's kind of like what I was trying to explain in the beginning. Uh, sometimes my getting lost within my plan prevents the response because I'm too busy planning to actually move forward. And maybe I use that as an excuse to not move forward, you know. That is absolutely correct because that's why I always try to uh, make sure I leave people with action steps because of what I wrote in another book <laughs> it was that, mm. you know, if you don't do something, then it, all it, it's going to ever be is a dream. And so when it comes down to leadership, yes, I want to lead, but you're not doing anything about it. And so it will always be a dream. So you have to take that next step. Yeah. Uh- yeah, fear is always the big one that holds people back, I think, on that one. Or a lack of passion. Do you ever, I'm, I'm going to jump in for a second. Do you ever think that sometimes people say they're passionate, but they're not really passionate about their cause? I Absolutely, because I think sometimes people may jump on a bandwagon, and they're not necessarily really convinced that this is something that they would uh, step out and actually uh, be a part of, but because they may be going along with friends and others, then they may jump in. But I, I think that when you're really passionate about something that you really want to see a change take place, then I think that you may be willing to step out of your comfort zone and say, okay, something has to be done. So if nobody else is willing to do it and it has to be done and I believe in this particular cause, then I'm going to step forward. That's funny. Yeah, you everything yeah. comes back to the acronym, right? Right. <laughs> um, one of the things... I'm realizing is, you know, before the show, we were hearing the tail end of the show before us. Mm -hmm. And the person was saying, most of the time, people read a book and leave it on on the shelf and don't implement anything in it or from it. Right. Okay. So what I'm seeing here, Dr. Gillum, is there somehow coming out of your demeanor is this trust because you you seem willing to take us by the hand to help us with our response. And, you know, that had to come from somewhere, right? Yes. Uh, so I was just, was did that come from the military background? Or where did you get that bold-ass confidence that... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I would tell you this. Um, I was raised by my grandmother, which I think I told you earlier uh, in some correspondence. But I, I was raised by my grandmother who had married at 14, and she had 17 kids. And then she was oh. given responsibility for my three siblings and myself, and we were all under the age of six. And I do believe 
when I saw my grandmother continue to uh, strive and go forth after her husband died and, and to uh, take and raise her grandchildren, to include myself, she really taught me tenacity and to be able to go forth and really try to make something out of yourself. And so as a consequence, you know, I went on to college and, you know, did some things there, but I really wanted to now take and help other people to really realize the potential that lied within them because I said if my grandmother had not believed in the four of us and really pushed us, then I I don't know where we would be today. So I owe a lot to my grandmother and to my faith. Wow, your grandma, it's like she ran her own corporation, (laughs) right? Wow. Talk about leadership, right? I mean, that's really amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I shock a lot of people when I tell that story because it's true. That was her story. Yeah, that is amazing. Well, I mean, my mom is the youngest of 12, so we're up there too, but but you, you topped us with that. So, But she did. She ran like a small company with all those children that she had to take care of. So talk about learning firsthand leadership from the time you were a little kid. Yes. It's perfect. Absolutely. And then um, I, I actually worked. I had a, my first public job when I was 12 years old. Wow. Yeah. So I was wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the difference from writing a book about leadership and then speaking about leadership? Do you speak from the book? Do you speak from your experiences or all of the above? I mean, how do you make that transition? What I try to do, Charlie, is incorporate a lot of my uh, experience in uh, the, the book that I talk, uh, the books that I've written, because I've now written three books on leadership, and so I try to uh, incorporate a lot of my experiences, not only in the military, but from my youth, my college days, and um, in the corporate world as well. But I do try to incorporate those into my speaking engagements. And, and what I also get a sense of is the accent on the positive, the mm-hmm. hope, right? Um, the future. Mm-hmm. Things are better than one might think. Trust me, I get, you know. So how do you maintain that absolute optimism as well? Oh, that's a great question there, Charlie. Uh, well, <laughs> based off of my faith, I do believe that, you know, <laughs> things are going to get better because if not, you know, we're all we walking around in the, you know, really fog or whatever. But I do try to live like that. And then in my books, I do also try to incorporate the positive messages and so forth. There are a lot of, I like John Maxwell and a lot of the things that he write about and stuff like that. And so I try to, you know, read uh, positive books and things of that nature as well to just try to instill that level of hope. Because I said, if somebody had not done that for me, I don't know where I would have been. And so I tried to do that likewise. And even when I was in the military, you know, I had people would come into my office all the time to see the girl, but they were like, man, we just like to come in and talk with you. And, and, Mm. And so that really inspired me to say, okay, I've got something here that I think can really help others in the future. You're changing lives, and it's something to be proud of, right? Um, Because we need you to keep doing that, Mm -hmm. right? Um, We try to lean on the young as the future, but really everyone is part of the future, right? That's right. So... um, Excellent. So let me just uh, give a shout out to the book again, Gifted to Lead, Four Steps to Releasing Your Leadership Potential. And uh, Dr. Gillum, can I give your website uh, again, m2gleadershipbiz.com. That's M as in Mary, two, the number two, G as in Gillum, leadershipbizbiz.com. Excellent. Yes, um, absolutely. Excellent. So um, – how long has this latest book been on the market? Um, it was actually released around about the 18th of August. Oh, excellent. So it's hot off the press. Hot off the hot. press. <laughs> and if, what can we expect to learn from it? Um, you know, what would, be, what would be some of the takeaways? You know, we, we see the four steps, 
um, do they go sequentially? In other words, can do, do I need to have a cause before I can learn anything about leadership? No, actually, in the book, before I actually start talking about the model itself, I go through some examples. For example, I talk about uncommon leaders. I talk about people that I have worked for that really inspired me to lead. So I try to walk people through what it means to be a successful leader. It, you know, um, I know success is, def- you know, depends on who is defining success, but I talk about people that I've worked for who really inspired me. So I present that information up front. And I also, I talk about, uh, Admiral Black from the Navy and the fact that, you know, nobody would have ever thought that he would have become the leader that he is today. And yet he came from a very um, uh, humbling beginning. And so I talk a little bit about him. So I try to give people examples of what it means to be an inspiring leader. And uh, so then I walk people through the model itself and the fact that, okay, it's a very simple to understand model. It's not complicated at all. I present some um, the information from the survey that I did. And so I let people see what others were saying about this particular model and its relevance and all of that. And so uh, in terms of actually walking down through the steps themselves, you know, depending if somebody already has something that they're passionate about or if they just want to look, why is it important to evaluate? So then they can jump to step number four and see what I've written about that particular uh, step itself. And so it's just dependent on where they are on the leadership pendulum. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, perfect. And we're going to take our final break. We still have a lot to talk about. We also want to learn a little bit about the Air Force, if that's, if time permits. But please, everyone, stay with us. Uh, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie Neva and our very special guest, Dr. Mary Gillum, talking leadership. We'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, like you just said. And our guest today is Dr. Mary Gillum, and she is a speaker, a consultant, an author, a coach. And she has written her latest book. She's written a lot of books, but her latest book is Gifted to Lead, Four Steps to Releasing Your Leadership Potential, which is available on Amazon.com. And you can also check out her website at m2gleadershipbizbiz.com. So, Dr. Gillum, this has been an Absolutely great conversation, and as usual, we could go for another hour easily. And one of the things that I know for sure that people always wonder about and question is, you know, when it comes to leadership, so many times we see leaders that are bullies and they're alienating. And I know we've talked a lot about, you know, how to create a, a good, cohesive team, um, you know, by getting communication from everybody in your team, but is there anything else about, you know, how to lead without, how to get results from people without alienating them? I guess would be my question. I think it really stems from the leader when the, um, the team has trust in the leader and the leader uh, exhibits integrity, honesty, and, and they are a true bona fide leader and they care about their people I believe that that is one of the most important ways that you can actually begin to build a team that you will not alienate, bully, or basically destroy. Because when they see that you are a true bona fide leader who cares about the people, 
then I believe that that will be the greatest success that you could ever have in that organization because they will remember you for that. They really will. Yeah, that's what sets you apart, Dr. Gillum, right? Right. The, the care part, because sometimes that's not that easy to teach. You not, you, you have to have it in you. Well, I think part of it, and, and Dr. Gillum, this is my, kind of my next question. Do you think part of it is too, you know, as women, we lead differently? And I think people are starting to see that maybe the way we lead might be better. Or do you think that it's really just individual to the leader? I, I- Ava, I would have to say it's individual to the leader because I work for a male boss, and this man, I thumbs down, oh, thumbs up rather, he was one of the greatest bosses I ever worked for. And not only was he, uh, he was a three-star general, so that tells you right there he got promoted off of his ability, but he cared for his people. People just love this guy, and it's like, well, can we go and work for him again? You don't get that a lot. No. <laughs> so, but he cared for his people. Oh, yeah, and, and that's so key because you're, you're right. When you have that perfect boss, I mean, everybody just clamors to work for them. It's like a joy to come to work, right? I mean, it's just, Absolutely. it's great to come to work. <laughs> and people are so happy to do their work, which is yeah. so different from what we see now. I mean, so many times, you know, I've been in a number of organizations as a software consultant. I've been in many, many Fortune 100 organizations and they're all kind of the same. Everybody's just walking around just looking so depressed. Right. And there's no real leadership. In a fog. In a fog, right. That's exactly right. And so when it comes to, like, like let's say I decide it's time to make the first step. And, you know, so I purchase your book. What What's one of the things that is in there to help me sort of start to see that I do have leadership potential? Uh, Eva, I think that um, when they start walking through the, the – um, the examples that I give up front before I ever start talking about the model, and they, mm-hmm. they will see how easy it is to identify with some of the people that I talk about that people would have never thought they had leadership potential, but yet they changed the world in some instances. And I said, if they can do it, then what, what is there to say that you can't? And so I want to really get people to start thinking from that perspective that, hey, I can lead just right where I am, and, and I can take that first step and just, hey, boss, you know, is there something else that I can do to help to make the job better here, or is there anything that I can help, you know, just sometimes it takes volunteering. But Right. And, you know, and I love that because it also takes, you know, starting to understand that we're all accountable, even if we don't have the leader in our title, we're all accountable. And a lot, what you'll see lately, well, not lately, I mean, it's always been like this, um, is that there's the people that want to move forward, want to lead, want to do more. And then there are the other people that kind of hang back. And some of them hang back from fear, like you were talking about earlier, but some of them hang back because they don't necessarily want to be accountable. Um, and you know, I think when, if you can get a book like your book into some of these people's hands, they start to see that they do have potential because I think a lot of times when people think that they, when people don't want to take accountability, it's because they feel like maybe they just don't have any real potential. And so I like that you give examples and kind of walk them through to give them, as Charlie was saying earlier, and you were saying as well, is that hope, right? You just need that one little ray of hope to show you there's a different way. Absolutely. I love that. I do too. Um, And I love, you know, I'm torn here. We need more time with Dr. Gillum. You have to come back. We're going to chase you. (laughs) I would love to. We need to to hear more from you. Um, But we have three minutes and I'm torn between um, all of the shifting that Dr. Gillum does to help women with relationships, mm. which I think is really giving back. Which is a separate book. Which is a separate right. book. Um, but I also wanted to ask about the Air Force, but we'll have to save that for another show. But Dr. Gillum, we are very grateful for your service. So let's get that so that you at least hear that from us, right? Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Um, but the the relationships very important, right? Um, so you instill that same trust in in your uh, 
Wait, so are you shifting ships? Yeah. No, well, I'm, I'm trying leadership to, to relationship. I want, yeah, I want okay. people to know that Dr. Gillum is also coaching that. Ah, yeah, yeah. So that they can get her books to learn about that stuff as well. Right. Right? Yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah, so what did you want to ask around a relationship? Um, well, no, I mean, how to make them work, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> Now, now, Charlie, that's definitely for a particular audience on that uh, that specific book. But that book did go number one on Amazon. Yeah, I know. I know. I bet. <laughs> but, you know, in terms of relationships uh, on the job and, and things like that from a leadership perspective, I think leaders have to develop a relationship with the people that uh, work for them. Because a lot of times, and unfortunately for me, I've worked in some organizations where that wasn't the case. And I think that as a leader in an organization, you have to build a relationship with those that work for you. You have to take time to get from behind your desk and go visit with those that are responsible yep. for doing the work so that they can see that you care, that you are interested in what they they are doing. I did this when I first came in the military because I wanted to see what my guys and gals were doing. And I was like, no, I, I can't sit back here. I'm sorry. I might be the lieutenant, but I want to get out here and see what you guys are doing. And I took that throughout my career, and that has really served me well. It's, um, it's unbelievable. It's sort of like I can I can simplify it. Just buy my books and do what I tell you and act like me, and you'll be fine. <laughs> So, uh, so again, we're going to chase you because we would love to have you back. Okay. I mean, chase after you is what I mean, because we're out of time now and we want to thank you so, so much. Uh, we'll repeat your website again briefly, uh, m2gleadershipbiz.com and your fantastic book is Gifted to Lead, Four Steps to Releasing Your Leadership Potential. Dr. Gillum, we enjoyed the conversation. We have takeaways for tomorrow, and we can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Excellent. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dr. Gillum. Have a great night. Um, uh, we want to talk about her during the week as well, uh, yep. but before we go, I want to leave you guys. We're going to do like the match game. A leader is a dealer in blank. A leader is a dealer in blank. Fill in the blank. Send us an email, ctradioinfo.com and, uh, at gmail.com, ctradioinfo at gmail.com, and we'll send you lots of gifts. So <laughs> stay with us. Uh, join us next week for Pat Obachowski. And Gutsy Women Win. And Gutsy Women Win. And great job, uh, Dr. Gillum. Thank you, guys. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. This has been Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Have a great night. 